your Monday daily delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce with me. We got plenty to get to even without a Vikings game this past weekend to probably a lot of people in better moods now because you'd have to watch the Vikings on Sunday, even if they would have (laughs) won. It's just like anytime they anytime they play, people are just upset. Even you know, the last two the last two Sundays before this, they they win uh, win by uh, you know giving games away almost. So, but let's Patrick. We're one talk. thing I one oh, thing I'd like to say about that 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 Cincinnati loss that we all thought was a disaster is looking a lot better. The fact that they played them down to the buzzer looks a looks a lot better. The way the uh, Bengals have started to play, man, they're uh, Joe Burrow's uh, fantastic. So they, uh, you know, that that first loss. How could they lose to Cincinnati? Yeah, doesn't look quite so bad right now. So. That's anyway. true. And it's, you know, and it's strength of schedule is always so relative too, because you always look at games and you base that on what you think teams are going to be like, you know, San Francisco doesn't look very good anymore. Now they still got to go out there. That's no picnic, but you know, yeah. the Baltimore game, Baltimore, like you said, just got smashed by 24 to, yes. uh, to, to the Bengals and almost lost to the lions. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, good talk. Gophers football uh, world series. Our guy, Eddie Rosario, um, little go for volleyball, some Timberwolves, some wild. We got plenty to get to. So let's start with start with Gophers football, Patrick, just because I think on the show last week, we'd expressed opinion that that was probably going to be like a it could be a double digit line um, going into that game and said that Gophers only up only only favored by four in that game and kind of show that they, you know, that that was not an even matchup. They they ran the ball like 56 times for over 300 yards. It was like an old school Glenn Mason performance in that 34-16 win, was it not? Yes, yes it was and uh it's uh uh it I think that they're uh still being held accountable for the Bowling Green loss when people are setting the lines. And of course, I have a fun on Twitter posting the Bowling Green score every week uh, when it's over. This time they lost 55 to 24 to Eastern Michigan. But uh, I mean, that game is uh, explainable. All the things you thought that were going to be pretty good about this team, uh, particularly the offensive line, have uh, turned out to be true. I mean, the offensive line has beaten the hell out of people. And I think the, the optimism that, uh, everyone had about this team because they were the most experienced team in the country, especially on that offensive line uh, has now started to manifest itself. It's just that uh, there was that uh, horrible blip right off the bat, you know, that uh, took place. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to forget about that, but uh, Maryland, uh, Mike, I think I said this the other day that uh, when this, Loxley first came there. They started like three and oh one year. One of the victories was over Howard, and all of a sudden they were rated like 14th in the country. And they were they had it, I don't think they won again. And then they once again this year they had a, a couple of early performances that people said, Oh boy, they're pretty good, and they're just awful. Uh Iowa went out there and put 50 on them, and I don't think they scored. They're they're terrible. And uh, the Gophers took advantage of that and just beat them up. So, uh, you know, that's uh, they now they now they got Northwestern. Northwestern's terrible. They have no offense at all. They lost everybody. They lost. I heard a podcast about a month ago going into this season. They lost 
a higher because of the pandemic and everything, everybody in the country got a lot more of their production back, both offensively and defensively. Northwestern lost more talent than any team in the country because their seniors said, we're going to go get jobs instead of come back and play. (laughs) So they only have like 30 some percent of their production back and they're no offense at all. And that's kind of the Northwestern thing. They build it up and they, you know, they get a bunch of guys who've been around for a while and they're pretty good. And then they get bad again. And uh, what didn't like, last cycle of this they were close to winning the west and then the next year they went on eight or something and yeah something like that and, then they came back and won the west again but this year they're terrible again so i don't think the gophers have a chance to lose either of the next two do you well uh, I mean, illinois just beat penn illinois. state so i mean yes that's... yeah that's true and you know how they beat them they ran for over 300 yards yeah they, they couldn't pass at all so uh, kind of like, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, Illinois, Illinois has, uh, they beat some like FCS school, but then they won at Nebraska and now they won at Penn state. So it's really weird. So I suppose that could be a tougher game, but, uh, uh I mean, there's, you know, they're going to Iowa, uh, in all likelihood, uh, they could be leading the West when they go to Iowa because Iowa could lose to, uh, Wisconsin here, uh, what next this week right don't they play each other this week i think yeah i think we're coming up on wisconsin yeah and wisconsin's kind of gotten their act together here a little bit and uh so everybody in the west could have two losses uh, i mean two losses uh except the gophers so they could be in first place it would be uh that ohio state minnesota uh well maybe yeah it's gonna be ohio state ohio state uh Assuming Ohio State beats Michigan, Ohio State Gophers rematch for the Big Ten title. Oh. What do you think? think they're still ch- I think they're still chasing the wide receivers from last time. I don't know if they can <laughs> catch them the second time. But yeah. Northwestern, you're referencing, by the way, when you were mentioning that, I was looking it up. Uh, 2018, they went eight and one in uh, in the West, nine and five overall. And the next year, they went one and eight. And then last yes. year, they were six and two. So I mean, they were yeah. they generally they're they've been good. Um, you're right, though. They kind of go through these down cycles where you know they're good, good. Then they're one and seven. Then all of a sudden, the next year, they're you know two years later, they're six and two. So yeah, they they do when they're bad, they're bad. They kind of uh, they kind of reload, and this is a you know, maybe a, a good year to be playing them and the opportunities in front of them. I mean, when you can run the ball like that, like the Gophers can right now, even without your top two running backs. And when you can control the defensive line of scrimmage now too, which it seems like they're doing a lot because they've got a lot of good players on that side of the ball. That was, you know, that was more of the question mark coming into the year. You can, you know, you can be in pretty much any game. You're probably not going to run away with a ton of games. Like, you know, Maryland was a little bit of the exception because they're up, you know, up 20 or up 20 in the fourth quarter. But you know, it's 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 an opportunity for them, no no doubt about it. And they're they look they look every bit what we thought they were going to look like at the start of the year. So it's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned the defensive line play and the defensive. Uh, it to me the tradition of this program's mediocrity or less or has been uh, the the number of outstanding defensive linemen they've had the last quarter century you could count on one hand yeah and and i don't include rashad hageman in that group because he was so uh inconsistent even though he was he was drafted on his physical ability not on his uh, you know production 
but uh, that's, uh, you know, you got to give them credit for that, that they have some defensive linemen. And to me, uh, in college football, at least up here in the Northland, uh, games are won with the two lines, and uh, that uh, the, the Gophers are good, uh, really good on the offensive line with all those crusty old devils, and then uh, and then the uh, defensive line is much better this year. So I, I would I would give the credit to the line play here for the uh, fact they've been managed to rally from that uh, horrible loss. Yeah, I would too. Um... Let's move on to World oh, Series. One other thing, oh, what do you got? Way, that, yeah. that Dunlop guy leaving, uh, that, uh, you know, that uh, the offensive line yeah. hasn't missed a step with him. That was weird, though, that he gets up and leaves in the middle of the season because he wasn't starting anymore. But uh, they've, had a, they've, they've had a little of that, but it certainly hasn't hurt him at all because they have a, that Wiley who left as a running right. back. He was, he still wasn't going to play even with their two guys <laughs> hurt. Say, so I guess he probably, he probably saw the, he probably sees the writing on the wall. You're like, well, the top two guys are hurt. And I'm still not playing. Uh Oh, somebody sent me a text, a text, by the way, with a sound clip of somebody breaking down the game uh, beforehand, either for ESPN or, or big 10 network or yeah. talking about how the Gophers uh, look out for the Gophers against Maryland with their running back, Trey Potts. Whoops. So, somebody, yeah. Uh, way to go. That was, yeah. that was pretty good. Well, so, they just keep coming at you. Cause they had two, two guys go over a hundred yards the other day. So they're, they're still yeah. uh, not missing to be a running back is, you know, probably one of those things where talent wins out. So if you've got a little bit of talent, it, you know, the, the adjustment periods, like, you know, go find the hole, hit the hole. If the offensive line is good, the running back should be pretty good, but you know, it's, it's not always plug and play. You can see the differences. So it seems like they've got some depth there. Patrick, when I watch Eddie Rosario right now, I wonder how, how he never, how there's ever an at bat where he doesn't get a hit. Cause he just, he just looked, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just in one of those zones right now where, you know, how was he so inconsistent with the twins? How did, how did he get to a point where they were just like, no, and you know, probably practically the right decision to say, no, this isn't the guy we want to pay, you know, eight figures a year. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to pay him uh, 10 or 11 on a multi-year deal or probably, I don't even know if that would have done it right. Dad and poor Eddie gets up going to Cleveland has to take 8 million. And then the Indians get rid of him. They were, they were still the Indians then. They weren't the Guardians. When right. they got rid of them, they were, uh, you know, because they wanted to save $2.5 for the last two months of the year. They just gave away. You, you know who they traded him for? Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval, who they released 20 minutes later. Right. And uh, what, a, what a bold move by the Braves, though. They went and got four outfielders, you know. Well, you know, Acuna was hurt. They had other problems there. They got Jack Peterson. They got Rosario. They got, uh, but uh, Duvall, uh, Solaire and Duvall too, right? Did yeah. they get all four of them? And, uh, and uh, now it's, uh, but Mike, I don't know how much of the game you watched the last couple of games uh, that he, you know, that he, we won the one for him, game six. But he has taken some pitches off the corner that he never took. Uh, his, his uh, I hate the word, but his focus, his discipline has allowed him 
to be better than he's ever been for this period because he isn't chasing. And uh, he's, he's making them, for the most part, throw strikes or at least pitches that are reachable. <laughs> you know, not that. <laughs> right. Any strikes. Because when he, you know, when he starts losing his, uh, you know, when he starts losing the strike zone, not only does he, uh, not only does he swing at pitches, he's got, he, he kind of loses his whole foundation too. His right. legs are gone and everything's gone. And uh, I've always, I always loved the guy. I mean, I remember writing about him starting in the 2015 down in spring training because those hands of his always just were to, to me were incredible. And because uh, he was, there, there was no fastball you could throw by him if he, if he knew it was coming. Right. And, uh, and, you know, but he's a, uh, he's a, he's a different kind of cat. There's no doubt about it. And uh, to see him like this right now is it to, to listen to the broadcasters uh, uh, talking about, the, their level of amazement uh, with the way he's putting the bat in the ball. I, 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 you know, we've seen the hot streaks and he's, uh, he always gets hot, but I've never seen him hit the ball so hard. So consider there been a bloop no. out rockets. The last out he made in uh, the, the, which turned out to be a sacrifice fly that got the run over the third, that ball, the center field was crushed. And uh, the, the first out the other night was crushed. He hit, I mean, he hit two screamers to the outfield for outs, and then he hit the three-run homer. That uh, that three-run homer remind me of one that Puckett hit the weekend. He got ten hits in Milwaukee. Oh, sure. And, and the last home run was a screaming line drive into, into uh, right field, and Plesek was the pitcher. And the next week at the dome, Plesek struck him out, and I went in and talked to Plesek about getting Puck out to end the game. He said, yeah. yeah, well, last time he faced him, he killed three people in the right field bleachers. He said, <laughs> you know, and that, that's the way that ball felt, too. I mean, it looked like it was just smoked. And uh, it's fun to see because, uh, you know, his, maybe he can get out on the market and make some money this time because he didn't last time. And I saw he had one of his uh, sons there with him when he was receiving the award too. And the, the kid was, uh, you know, Mrs. Rosario, man, his, his wife, I've, I've seen her outside the clubhouse. Yeah. And I believe there's three of them, the boys. Yeah. And there's three little Eddies. It was trying, <laughs> it was trying to control cats outside oh, yeah, there. Sure. So they, waiting for Eddie. And it was, uh, He's, uh, you know, he was always easy. To, and it was fun to hear the, uh, the Eddie, Eddie, Eddie chant uh, going on in uh, Atlanta too. So uh, good, good for him. And uh, I don't know. I think I like the Astros, but the Braves pitching is probably without McCullers, the Braves pitching is a little more of what they've had all year, you know, than right. Max Freed, Max Freed gave him a clucker against the Dodgers. But but Houston's kind of slapping their pitcher pitching together, and uh, they uh, yeah, it, it'll be a good series. It'll, it'll be good, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy that the uh, it is going to be interesting. I saw somebody write this in their advance, uh, though, that uh, as the 
as the Indians are changing their nickname to the Guardians and the Washington football team is, is uh, waiting with, with the most to change the most racist name in American sports, uh, we're going to still be hearing the Tomahawk chop. And also, I think what's been lost is we put baseball pulled the uh, All Star game out of Atlanta this That's summer, right. and uh, because of the voting thing, and now the World Series is being played there. So uh, it's uh, you know what, what? it's uh, going to the World Series, having a nice playoff run. People will forgive everything, right? The ballpark was jammed. People were screaming. And uh, when they pulled the all-star game out, you know, you, all you heard was the Atlanta people are going to stop going to ball games yeah. and stuff. They're going to, they're so mad at MLB. So it's uh, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, you know, that last game was uh, I think that one was about three forty-two. but for, for some reason I, I watched most of it. It didn't offend me that one, but uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but I, I don't know what they're going to do as far as long-term. And the, the, of course, the other bad thing here is come December 2nd, there's going to be a big lockout. Yeah. So uh, nobody knows where we're headed this winter. And the, the it's going to be a winter of inactivity. So all this speculation that we're doing on who goes where and what the twins exactly. means nothing. It's going to be one of those, if they ever get a settlement, it's going to be one of those, two weeks of free agency uh, delayed spring training and all that stuff. So anyway, you're writing about uh, world series starts Tuesday. You're writing about Rosario for Tuesday's paper. If I'm not mistaken one, uh, maybe I can get your final thought. Cause I think you talked to Doug Mankiewicz for it. Um, my, my favorite Eddie stat still, and I loved Eddie when he was with the twins. My favorite stat still is how he had 15 triples as a rookie and has had 10 since then yeah yeah that is that is how, how that happens I, I, don't know. I don't know that ballpark was playing different wasn't it i mean the it concrete was, settled patrick the concrete they always settled, say the concrete man. settled and uh you know the ball was people maybe learned how to play the ricochets too but yeah 15 triples is like world record it's uh yeah he's now I, I did hear them say uh, on the broadcast that they were getting overly giddy that he's one of the fastest guys in baseball. He has very good speed, but he is not one of the fastest guys. No. In baseball. <laughs> he's one, of, he's one yeah. of the most adventurous guys in baseball. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But uh, it, it is always fun. You know, I texted Perky and Perky texted me back with the quote about uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie either sees a beach ball or a golf ball and there's no in between. And right now he sees a beach ball. That was last week. Sure. But, but whenever you contact guys who played with him, they all love this guy. Sure. Because I think they all wish they had his attitude that, okay, what the hell? Nothing to get nervous about here. It's an at bat. I get a chance to get an at bat. You know, I try to go to first and third and get thrown out by 20 feet. Well, what the hell? I'll be safe the next time. You know, I mean, it's, it's that, it's that care. It's that confidence in his game and that he does, he's not haunted by a blunder in any no. way. He's, he's and, thinking, he's thinking, I got a chance to be a hero, not, oh man, yeah. I got a chance to be the goat here. Yeah. And he's got, and then, and everybody always, uh, uh, McCabe told me one of the most fun things he had is he had a 
as a manager with these guys when he had, he had Sano and he had Vargas and he had Rosario and Vargas, you know, it looked like he was going to be something too with a big, strong guy. And he, he would put them in a hitting group. And he said, the level of agitation and the insults they were casting at one another in Spanish, which he wasn't a 100% sure. He said it was just, I mean, it was, it was a joy to see them getting on each other. And, and, uh, and he said they, they made BP fun, man. He said oh. they were, cause they were just, they were just, of course, it all was, you know, probably 250 then. And we, we thought he was going to be the phenomena of all, all time. And, uh, and Eddie was the, Eddie was the, best hitter and then Vargas was the, probably even stronger than but but they went at each other pretty good so okay. it was it was fun to see Patrick let's <laughs> talk oh go ahead I said for our guy Eddie uh, let me take a, say, a swig of the nectar of the gods here while he had diet coke. <laughs> paid promotion here no uh, why don't we get them as a sponsor come on we should let's get them let's get on yeah. <laughs> every week every yeah. week you're chugging one <laughs> yes that's right um, so I want to talk, go for volleyball for a little bit. It's one of those things that I always mean to talk about more on the show. And I feel like you, uh, share my enthusiasm for go for volleyball. I, I covered some of it, you know, maybe back in the day. Um, I actually covered a team that went to the national championship match. It was like 2004. I want to say late 2004, that program has just been consistently excellent for, you know, whether it's going back to the Mike Hebert days and now Hugh McCutcheon. Um, and they look like they're, they're rounding into shape again this year from what, uh, from what you could see, huh? Well, uh, you know, it's funny how the, uh, the, the genesis of, uh, of volleyball, it was always the West Coast, the West Coast teams, always yes. died, right. And, uh, it was, uh, but I should point out that, uh, these, this setter for, uh, for Ohio state Podraza. Yeah. Daughter, daughter of Chris Schaefer, Gopher Hall of Famer in volleyball, who was uh, one of their great hitters in the late 80s. Uh, you know, when uh, Steph Schluter was a sure. coach. Of them. And uh, so that kind of Schluter had a couple of teams there. And I remember we, the Volds kind of got a lot of heat for bringing in Ebert. But I think uh, to, to her credit, uh, and I didn't give her much back then for anything, but she saw that volleyball was a, was a future big time sport for uh, women's athletics, and she brought him in, and he uh, he you know put together a great program, and I think he made three Final Fours, did he? One national championship game. I, I think, think that's it was right. Great. Yeah, that sounds about right. But by the started by the end of the 90s the big 10 had turned into this monster conference and now it's just i mean you there's about you know purdue is good now there's still there's there's about three mutts in the league i was one and rutgers they're both winless i saw and but the rest of it is every weekend you're you know, you, you go on a road and you play the Friday, Sunday, you're up against it. Wisconsin is an absolute powerhouse. Right. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's a tremendous league. And this this weekend, this team is they, that landfair who uh, was the hotshot 
freshman last year, one of their hitters. She's uh, uh, she's been hurt a lot, and uh, they don't have her, but they got Samity back, and uh, and they they they're good, but they're not like overwhelming. Okay. Uh, they, they don't. The setter has got a bad knee. The yeah, the Schaffen Master, Schaffen Master, uh, and who was always also part of that freshman class, but they got swept by Penn State, which isn't a great Penn State this team on Friday, and then the first set against Ohio State yesterday. There was they were announced five thousand again. I'm not sure they're squeezed in there like they. Uh, used to be but there was as i wrote today it's kind of quiet the first set they didn't get going but then they had some uh, wonderful rallies and uh against a really good ohio state team and the last three sets they won 25 21 but all of them were like 20 to 20 and then yeah. okay who's, who's gonna get the breakthrough there but it's a great sport because oh, yeah. the level of the athletes is tremendous and i always say it's the difference between volleyball and most other sports is there's 75 goal line stands. You know, I yeah. mean, it's like when the ball's getting, when the ball's in play and they got the, they got it, uh, you know, going for somebody does a big smack uh, hit and CC McGraw goes down on her nose and saves it. And then they go for smack it back and they get one of those, one of those volleys that last, last a minute it's 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 pretty fantastic and the crowd got into it yesterday and uh, uh mccutcheon was pretty happy because i think he was uh he was uh, pretty worried uh when they got blown out that first set because i i asked him to find out the last time they got swept on a weekend here and they didn't have time to research it but they haven't gotten swept too often at home on a I weekend think so. <clears throat> and they were they were facing that but it's it's fun it's uh and they you know, they're pretty well, uh, uh, they got a, a strong season ticket base and yeah. between that and the students <laughs> that between that and the, uh, tickets they save for the students, it's pretty much a, it's pretty much a sellout every time they have a big 10 match. So it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's kind of hard for the Gopher fans right now to see the fact that Wisconsin is past, uh, has passed us in the power though. I mean, uh, I know. Wisconsin like, just good, let us just but... let us have vol. Just let us have volleyball. <laughs> yes, no, they're great, and has some good Minnesota kids too. Yeah, but volleyball, Mike, too, is like the other sports in the fact that you got all these super seniors now. Yeah, Purdue, you know, like Purdue was good last year. They made the tournament, but they got them all. Everybody is back, and uh, you know, there's there's players like not as good as Stephanie, but uh, Samadi, but uh, but. Samadhi, but there's there's players like her that are back all over the country so uh big 10 volleyball is and is uh is nasty and uh the gophers uh it was fun yesterday i i uh, had i hadn't been there in two years because i missed last the spring season which right. i didn't you know was kind of silly the whole thing and uh it would i was uh, struck by hey what's going on here i mean not all fired up it's 20 to 20 in the first set but then uh as the match progressed it was uh it was pretty good i miss my uh favorite uh, uh volleyball player though uh triple s uh um you know our our seliger swenson from, oh yeah uh, she was uh she was she 
watching her as a setter for four years gave me a much better idea what they're trying to do. (laughs) I used to say, okay, they hit it over the net and somebody's trying to get it back. But there's a, there's a complete strategy to this sport that just us novices uh, have, uh, you know, we, we need to, we need to watch closely to figure out that there's an idea here that it's not just, okay, we're trying to pop the ball up in the air so somebody can smack it. And this, uh, this kid from Ohio state was really good. This Pudraza, okay. uh, Chris Schaefer's kid. So it was fun. Yeah. We got Nebraska's, Nebraska's here next. Uh, oh, that'd be good. Next week. And they're a monster again. Always. They are really good in women's sports down there, aren't they? Remember yeah, they when they do. used to be a football school? <laughs> I do. I do. Now, I don't, they, now, I don't, women's, now, they, now the, you know, the, the old quote about uh, the, uh, you know, uh, we, we want to have a men's athletic program that the women could be proud of. You know, that's uh, that's it kind of applies in Nebraska now. It does. We got a few minutes left. Let's talk quick. Wolves and Wild. Wolves are 2-0, and o, Patrick. Wild 4-1. and one. Now, they did lose uh, Sunday. So, back-to-back. Um, Capo Kacken. Get, got first start for better, Capo didn't look great. You better get used to those back-to-back. Yeah. That schedule is uh, conf- with the with the Olympics. Next, Olympic two weeks is two and a half weeks is uh, you better get used to the backs to back to backs. But uh, you know they they what won two straight overtimes right before that. So uh, yes, yeah, including gonna, the dramatic one against the Jets where they it didn't look like they were in it anymore, and then they end up coming back winning that one. But yes, four and one for the Wilds, two and zero oh for the Wolves. Um, a lot to like, a lot to I like did, there. I didn't like them against New Orleans from what I saw. I mean, they played really sloppy. New Orleans is terrible. Right. And they get to play them again tonight, right? They do, so, yeah. They were which, yeah, they were okay against New Orleans. I think what's what's different this year is they can actually so far they're playing defense, right? I mean, again, yes. Houston's you know, the, the two teams they played, Houston and a Zion list New Orleans are probably gonna be two of the worst teams. It'd have to be two of the worst teams in the league, but you know. Those are teams that they played last year and they didn't look good against them. They couldn't, they couldn't, couldn't get a stop when they needed one. So that feels like if that's going to be at least the case, 50% of the time, that's going to be a difference for this year's team. Yeah, it's, uh, they are uh, paying a little more attention to it. There's, uh, that's, that is true. Uh, the, uh, I kind of like the league this year. I don't think it's as predictable as it, uh, as it normally is. Just like last year was, that was the best thing about the NBA last year is it wasn't quite as predictable as the was in the past. But, uh, the other night, you know, Towns doesn't really do, I mean, he ended up with decent numbers, but he only got what six rebounds. The guy was playing against at 17 and he and fouled, he fouled out, out with six minutes fouled. left. Cause he got into yeah. one of his little little huffs and got a you know double foul and an offensive foul to play right after that. And he's gone with like five or six minutes left in the game. Yeah. And Russell had a terrible shooting game and they still won. So you can't, you can't complain, but uh, they got a little depth. I, I like yes. that. McLaughlin can come in and play for you. And uh, they, they, they are not churn handed. Uh, is Josh Kogi's defense really good enough to have him play in 30 minutes? So, I mean, Man alive, is he terrible offensively? I think He's you know nothing to offer. I guess maybe, I guess maybe when you got Edwards wanting his shots and Towns wanting his shots and Russell wanting his shots, you probably 
if Josh takes five a game and makes one, I guess that's probably okay if he's going to guard people. So, uh, you know, I guess, I guess you can get away with that. But, you know, who had to be a little uh, – I saw going late in the third quarter, Beasley had played five minutes. Yeah. What's, uh, what's that? That's, he doesn't strike me as the guy who's uh, going to be a happy bench warmer. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch that one. But yeah. Finch, Finch seems to be applying some standards to him too. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. And they've got that depth. Like you said, I mean, Akogi's probably the kind of guy too that in certain matchups, he'll play 15 minutes just because they need more offense or, you know, Finch, Finch strikes me as someone who's just going to, he's going to play who's good. He's going to, he doesn't really care kind of like who, who might get upset and he's going to kind of let the matchups dictate it more than anything else. So it looks like he might be able to coach a little bit. We'll, we'll see about that. So no, yeah, I like, I like that. No, they're, a, they're, they're going to be in the seven through 10 playing at, at worst. They're going to, they're going to be in the top 10. They're yeah. Gonna be in the top. I'm more convinced now than I was at the start of the year. They look, they again, two bad teams, two wins, but uh, they, they look, they look the part when you watch them. When they can win, when they don't play their best, that's a that's probably a sign of a team that, that could could get around five hundred this year. I I got home last night and was clicking, and I ran across the Lakers game. Okay, who are they playing? Memphis, which they got John Morant. I like watching him. But oh yeah, the Lakers. Are they going to sign Charles Barkley pretty yeah, soon? They're so old. What in the hell is this? They're so it's, old. I didn't realize that Carmelo's playing like 30 minutes. He had 20 some points last night. He's yep. playing. He's coming off the bench. It's unbelievable. And I actually heard it on the radio coming home. Their average age is 31 or something, 31 and a half. And the Memphis team they were playing last night, their their oldest player is Steven Adams, 28. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. God, they, they just, it's, it's fossil city and LeBron is, it's caught up on LeBron. He's still a good player, but he's not, I don't think he's top 10 anymore. And Davis, Davis is when he's, you know, when he's healthy and playing good, but uh, they got some players, but they are not going to last long in the postseason. They're, by the time this season ends, that collection of old men, it looks like an old timers game when you're watching unbelievable and just looking at the box score they had to they were zero two going into that game so like we better win so they kind of treated this like a not like a playoff game but like lebron's grinding 40 minutes against memphis memphis was two and oh coming in so you know they, they've yeah. been playing better you know like you said carmelo 28 russell westbrook 37 minutes it's uh yeah. they're uh they're it's going to be, it's a weird, it's a weird mix. And maybe it's the kind of roster that's going to look better at the end of the year than the start of the year, but it's, it's, an, it's not a youthful roster to say the least. Yeah. NBA is nice and weird though. I mean, the bucks, what they get, they got beat by 50 for 40 the other day. Right. I mean, it's uh it's, it's a strange, it's a, it's become a stranger place than it used to be. And I kind of like it because it's not as predictable as it was. So I agree. That like this it's uh you know the lakers not being a super team that's okay with me me too i think the wolves get the bucks here pretty soon uh later this week right it's like their only road game of this uh this whole opening stretch so we'll that'll you be know, a, a test mike here's the nba's problem i mean it's you turn on and you run across an nba show on satellite radio or you run across an nba show on uh 
on ESPN or one of these places. Yeah. All they're talking about is Ben Simmons. That's all right. they talk. They, they'd rather talk about who, some controversy than what's actually happening. And it's that way. The NBA people can't wait for the finals to get over. So free agency can right. start. You know, I mean, it, it is extremely weird. People are more interested in the drama than of off the court than they are in the drama on the court in the NBA more than any other league. Who gives it to my 11 year old grandson is a hockey player. Right. But if he shot baskets for two weeks, he could beat Ben Simmons in a horse. <laughs> so what the hell do we care? That guy's a, he can dunk and play defense. But we do not have to devote uh, 40 out of every 60 minutes talking about where's Ben Simmons going to go. Who cares? You know, it's it's incredible that the, the way that the, I think the NBA turns a lot of people off with that whole, uh, you know, the whole drama. But, uh, you know, the league is pretty good right now. Yeah, it so. is. And you're going to be. You're going to hate it when, when Simmons gets traded here, Patrick, that I'll leave that with my final thought. Maybe it's uh, it still could be coming. You never know, well, but yeah, pretty, we're, pretty, we're soon gonna... his, pretty soon his trade value is going to be a, you know, a second round pick. And, so who do uh, they take? Who do they take? I don't know. Who, who do you give up? I mean, they're not going to take Russell. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're in a weird place right now. They're them in the nets Two the, the two should be the two of the best teams in the East. They both, uh, they both got issues right now. That's for sure. You know, everybody thought, Kyrie was spoofing when he talked about the earth being flat. Yeah, I don't think he was, but he wasn't. No, that's just great. He's a, Duke should be proud of educating that kid for a year. Way to go. <laughs> if, if you don't think Krzyzewski would take everybody and that he's a complete fraud, look at Kyrie Irving. Let's let that be our final thought, Patrick. Great show. Appreciate it. We'll do this again next week. We'll have Vikings Cowboys to talk about next week, Ooh, a Halloween Adam. night game. That's a big one. And uh, plenty of other good stuff as well. We'll see you next week. All right. Please uh, don't drink and attend that game. We don't want any drinking in the ballpark for that one. A Halloween night game against the Cowboys. <laughs> that could be. Uh, don't walk around the dome. Three drunks might fall on you and break your neck. So, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. All right. Talk to you.